things that like really I when you told me the story of well obviously how we read right now that you were born to deaf parents but you asked me yesterday do you know like when I was a baby how my mom would know if I was oh, crying things you don't think of when you're not yeah. part of my weird world yeah so yeah that was a good that was a good one no yeah because yeah, you're a mom yeah new mom. <laughs> Always got to bring and, it back to our you, mom's you've been on. you've been uh, gifted the gift of hearing. So when baby goes at night, your ears go, wake up, mom, do your job, right? So what did my mom do? Uh, I guess in the, it says it in the bio, right? Both my parents were born deaf. They were both born uh, in Tehran, Iran deaf. And they met in little deaf school and they loved each other since they were little. And they still do. They're the best parents, most supportive, even though they've never heard my music. They've never heard my voice. They've never heard their own voice, which is unfathomable for us because when we don't want to listen to the world, we still can hear our voice. Yeah. Right? They've never, they don't even know what their own voice sounds like. They don't understand the concept of sound. And their mu musician son yeah. tries to describe the best way he knows how what he's doing which is just like they have to use their imagination. Yeah, which by the way, you should plug their Instagrams, your mom's, mom's Instagram. Famous. My yeah, mom and the deaf community, I imagine, is very small, right? It's humongous. Oh, it's humongous. It's wow, way humongous. Off. Bigger than my community of dance boom boom. Okay. It's a lot of deaf people. In the so, world. but and they're like Instagram. I would call them an Instagram celebrity. My, of my the deaf mom's kicking ass. At yeah. Se uh, creeping seventy, almost seventy. Uh, if, I, I, now, at first I was like, mom, stop it, it's so cringy, just don't, please, just act your age. But now I'm like, can you tag me? Hello, good morning, good evening, good night, wherever we catch you. Welcome to the No Book Book Club. No books, all talk. Here we are, and we have a special guest today, DJ Siobash from Vancouver. Woo! So happy to have you on. This is great. It's an honor I'm to have you last person. minute. I'm also yes. a Siobash. Today yes. I'll be a Siobash, right? I yeah. Hope, I hope. We want all parts yeah, of you. Yeah, I want to take a minute and read Siobash's bio from his SoundCloud which is Sea of Ash. How do I get to your SoundCloud? Everything is slash DJ Sea of Ash. All social media. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Easy. DJ awesome. Sea of Ash. So I want to read the bio. It's awesome. Um, it's Sea of Ash is the mysterious Canadian legend behind the chart-topping record label U Plus One. This eccentric artist is 25 plus year master DJ and an accredited innovator of the Northwest underground music scene. Born in Iran to deaf parents during the Islamic Revolution, he emerged from a challenging past to build a powerful presence in the electronic music industry. DJ Siavash is an animated performer best known for being a musical journey-weaving wizard. He honed his brilliant technical skills during the vinyl-only days of the 90s. His iconic and unmistakable sound resembles his charming personality that draws so many to him. Powerful, dirty, soulful, magnetic, and emotional. Admittedly cheesy tagline, last night, Siavash saved my life. A play on classic, last night, a DJ saved my life, echoes real sentiments of loyal fans who have described his sets as hopeful and deeply therapeutic. He gains a cult-like following wherever he plays. In addition to being the creative architect behind successful underground venues and brands, including his own viral after hours, DJ Siavash has carved a touring career with his addictive combo of style and stage presence. He has played regularly at top venues and festivals around the world, including Sisyphos, Sisyphos. Sisyphos Berlin, 
And how do I say this one? Haven. Amsterdam and BPM. I do know BPM, that's the only one, so mainstream. Tulum, Lightning in a Bottle, been there, LA, Club Space, NYC, and is currently an international resident at Latin America's most legendary club, Bar Americas. As label boss of U Plus One, Siavash is very involved in the musical direction of each track that is published. He handpicked the U Plus One roster, which now boasts leading international talent, including Rodriguez Jr., Oliver Shores, Superflu, Ein Music, and Hadadi Von Angst. That's Nima. <laughs> the best. Watch out for his upcoming original release and special collab project with Technoco Tech. Techno icons, Pig and Dan. Awesome. You're a good reader. Very Thanks. clear. Who wrote legible. that for you? Uh, it's been a, a work in progress, uh, uh, but this lovely lady back in Vancouver, miss her dearly. Her name is Reese. We call her, sometimes we call her the bunny, uh, and sometimes when it's party time, we call her the mayor. And she's also your wife. The, the mayor, she's also my, ah, oh, goddamn. <laughs> I can set on, but she's also my wife. She understands. We have an understanding. I know. This is me and Nima go through this all the time. I'm no, like, there's funny. one. <laughs> I was wearing it earlier today. He was. I, I was with him it, all day it's yesterday. It's very big. It's on my Insta story. If you <laughs> Today's Insta story. Super long, motivational. <laughs> Which actually has a beautiful story. I'm going to just call this DJ Siavash, Siavash the person, part one. And when we get him back, and maybe we'll get Reese back, and yeah. maybe we'll have her. Because there's a lot of stories. They have a wonderful wedding engagement story. So cute. Yeah. The cutest thing ever, I yeah. swear. So in a nutshell, tell us about your life. Tell us about you. Oh, she just drops a bomb. Is that like that you take it easy on me? Wait, in a nutshell? Yeah. Oh. So tell us what it was like growing up. Or I'm tell like us older what it was than like. dirt now. It's, this nutshell is going to be a big coconut, no? Okay. In a nutshell, tell us about your life. I'll try to, like, I, I'm, I'm a storyteller musically and verbally. I like to spew. And Reese hates it when I do that. So I'll try to be short and quick. No, you know what, though? I just want to say I love your stories. I had the pleasure of spending all day yesterday at Universal Studios with you. The best day ever. Yeah, I've known Siavash now for like six years. But, like, I know him as I'm one of the people who's just seen him perform and had amazing nights. Like for the first time at a friend's like wedding, that he's very close and kind enough to play for them at Big Fish, you know? Oh yeah, Whistler. Yeah, but anyways, like, and I've seen him from there. Max and, Fish, Max Fish. Yeah, and oh, sorry, big yeah, Max. What, yes, it's all big. <laughs> Makes sense. But um, anyways, he's in town now because he just started his tour, his first post-pandemic tour, right? Yeah. Like, even though you performed here and there but yeah, this is no like tour. the first no legit tour, tour. No in two years planes, no escaping which is Canada. a huge story in itself but we finally got him in LA and um he's probably uh my husband talks to like four people on like loop. this is yes on loop Siavash is one of them and they're on FaceTime so it's like I feel like I've gotten close yeah, you know. to you I side his... talk to you and yes back. yeah yeah I'm, I'm like, always like Dorsa, thanks. chiming in unwelcomed opinions and everything. No, very um, welcome. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we got to finally see him. And then we ha he hadn't been to Universal Studios. So we got to spend a whole day together there. And your stories were great. And then today I, I was like in Kundalini Yoga. We're supposed to meet every Friday night. And I was like, I got to just ask him before he heads out to Hawaii. Epiphany tomorrow. for sure. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Like he's got to oh, be here. Oh, this, this interview. Ask yeah, me you, this interview. I, I thought you had a, another secret question coming. No, no, okay. no. No, no I, I was like, And then I called Susan and I called Cynthia, which Cynthia's not here tonight. She's getting ready to go into surgery next week. Work is slammed. So it all worked out. We have the three of us here. But um, yeah, I just thought. Wow, like I got to hear so many interesting stories from you yesterday. And I was like, he's going to be so easy where we could just sit back and like let him talk and it will just, we'll learn so much. Guys <laughs> tend to like the ego boost. Yeah. It, 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 feeds, it feeds a little thing, devil inside of you. Yeah. And, and, and in, my, in my job, it's, I have to constantly remind myself that, you know, people like bow to me regularly, like literally bow yeah. to me. So you start like, I am... I am somebody, I am special, you know? And then you have to remember like, who the F are you? You know, like you're nothing. You're not like curing cancer. You're just pressing No, no, buttons. but don't put the, the arts and, and you know, it's like, don't, the arts, there's so much in the arts. 
that I mean, I don't know, this should not be overlooked at all. Like I don't think overlooked, but it's just like there's a false inflated sense of ego in my community. And some of us are wonderful at taming it and understanding and being kind of real with it. Like, for example, a guy from L.A., Marquise White, I literally had a conversation with him. He's like a veteran, like 30-year DJ of, of house music. I've been looking up to him for like 25 years. And he's like the type of guy, like, in a loud festival, I talk to him all the time. And, and he looks you in the eye, looks in your soul, like, listens to what you have to say, waits, processes it, and responds to you. Whereas I've met so many people who are, like, looking past you, and they're just <laughs> waiting for you to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, so they, they can, can insert their garbage. And then you just don't feel... So there are some of us who... Marquis White's a legend, but he acts like your neighbor. He's he 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 he, he he's plays a real the, person. He's wonderful, yeah. right? And 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 then I you know I've met a lot of people who you know one year into the game, two years they just blew up because one of their songs did well or whatever. They bought great press, and and uh, and they're just walking around like they like like they cured cancer. Yeah. Right. So it's silly. I I understand art well, is valuable. Humility is always it, a good thing. And even 100%. if you're curing cancer. And, and when, <laughs> when I started, like, you know, it was a battle. Like, I was super young. Uh, I started DJing at 13. Okay. But then I started getting really successful before I even had, like, 19 to get into the nightclubs in Canada. It's 19. I think it's 21 here for yeah. drinking. 19 is in Canada. <clears throat> so before a drinking age, I think at 18, they were, like, sneaking me into clubs to play, like, illegally, kind of. And, and so I got that boost of ego really early on and you know you're a kid you're gonna take it and you're gonna run with it so i you know there was the ego oh maybe i am god you know it's yeah. silly so i had it early on and you you go through the battle and you kind of over the years you kind of learn to be to tame it and understand it and like work with it and blah 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 so uh, i find that the old school guys like marquis he's had his attention run yeah, yeah and he had his time to deal with his like ego demons and whatever yeah. and look at him now like such a gentleman pure soul i love him i love him a bit yeah right? i literally had this talk with him like three days ago at lightning in a bottle literally yeah. on stage i'm like there's something about you you know such a sweet guy and and um i think the guys who find kind of like fame later on they get that burst later that they always wanted yeah and they like run with it with a weird vibe you yeah know? so i feel like sometimes it's just <clears throat> like when you deal with stuff when a younger age you can almost handle it in a weird way better than when you do almost. older like people you're who start doing drugs later in life versus younger in late life late bloomers we yeah. Call them. yeah i feel like they have more Problems. issues yeah <laughs> usually and usually. you're like oh well like yeah i've already done and tried but i'm also like Over okay it. figured it out Over yeah so it, it, it does help to get it out of the way also when you're younger and you're flexing your ego nobody cares you're you're, you're a kid right yeah. but when you're older and you have a mastercard or whatever you know gold mastercard <laughs> and you can flex your ego aggressively you, people notice and they're like you can make this adult decisions and you're flexing your ego and people have to like talk to you like an adult but you're yeah. a douche right yeah. so uh, it does and i'm i'm a very private person not a lot of i don't let many people in my life i have this like dj siavash and I have Sea of Ash, right? Yeah. People know DJ Sea of Ash. It's like a character. I wear a big fedora, like a, my big hat. Yeah. And I've gotten booed off stages if I don't, almost literally like in Mexico, if I don't wear the hat, they don't think it's me. I'm like, how do you fake this ugly face? You know? <laughs> do not. But they're like, it's Sea of Ash. No, it's not. Where's the sombrero puto? And I'm like, hey, look, it's me, okay? Can I okay. ask the difference? Can I ask the yeah. difference? What's Sea of Ash versus DJ That's what I was. That's what I was talking Can about. Can I yeah. tell me the She's difference? Good. She's good. you're good. <laughs> She'll always Angels keep on us your on body. point. Angels on your body. Okay, yeah. The difference is Siavash is like a character of super. Uh, it's still me. It's still me. But like funner me, I guess, because we're trying to have a good time. Perform. You're paying me to come and uh, perform and uh, bring the fun, right? Yeah. So it's like a like a different version of me and it's he's really dressed up like I, I i guess i'm always kind of i love fashion so i'm always dressed up but siavash is like super character mm -hmm. so from afar when you look at this guy you're like 
you know, a lot of people don't know me. And when they don't know me, they automatically will just go ahead and assume, yeah, CFS is a dick. He's a, he's got a big ego or whatever. Right. But when you get to kind of really know me, I, I'm kind of like my worst enemy almost, you know, like I'm always like the first to doubt myself. I, I hated all my own music forever up until recently like i found out about, that i had imposter syndrome oh yes okay really we're doing about that we, we want to do an episode that. on that right yeah. so i we had we just finished a party we're sitting down my cousin he's like a like a like a celebrity chef really yeah. good at what he does he's awesome in vancouver he actually came with me he just left he came with for the first weekend with me he went we went to san francisco for two shows then we went to uh, lightning in a bottle and he got grumpy and went home. Chefs are grumpy or moody. Moody is a better word. He's a moody man. And uh, uh, we were sitting down. Jim was there. And I was like, oh, I was working on music, trying to get because it's, it's hard. Writing music take, takes up so much time. And when you're running a club, a label, uh, your own touring career, trying to dress nice, shave this weird beard, you know, like uh, uh, you you don't have a lot of time and i found myself a lot like chasing like gigs versus sitting in a studio and working on my craft so uh, i i didn't like the music i was making i can't hear it it sounded like cartoons like my music's supposed to be underground real as fuck Is it, can we swear yeah absolutely mm -hmm. Shit. real as fuck Shit, damn. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and my music sounded like hokey and cartoony and not real to me. And I hated it. Even though all my friends genuinely they're like, no, this is really good, Sivash. I'm like, no, it sounds like crap. It sounds like, and I didn't know why. It, all my music sounds like cartoon music, like cheesy hokey poke, Nintendo video game music, you know, to me. And, and I was sitting down. We were a little bit, uh, this is when I was getting a little bit more intoxicated, a little bit. And I'm like, oh. And we're listening to one of my songs. I was like, I hate all my songs. They sound like crap to me. And then my cousin turns to me and goes, that's because you have imposter syndrome. I had never heard the word. You know, I didn't know what it was. So I instantly Googled, what is imposter syndrome? And then my, my, I changed mine so it speaks British, British accent. <laughs> yeah. Imposter syndrome. And, and, and so it, technically it's an artist's um, refuse, like artists that don't accept their accolades and their achievements as true and genuine and deserved. Mm -hmm. Because they feel like they it's it, they don't deserve they don't deserve it, they don't deserve it and there. it's not true. Not so real. technically, I and I'm like, and they're gonna what? be exposed at any minute. Someone's Something gonna be like, like dude, what are you talking about? Like, like you don't belong here. Your parents are here. deaf. You like, know, you never went to music school. Uh, you know, you never were formally trained. Blah blah blah. And and you know, you're not a real artist. You don't know how to play the piano like Nima. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk to him soon on one of the upcoming. Yeah, episodes. we will. We'll get him. He's wonderful. <laughs> uh, 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 by the way, my new favorite word of the last. Uh, half a year, wonderful. Wonderful. Excessively use it. Watch how <laughs> great life. How many yeah. times did I say wonderful? Yeah, yeah, I love universe? it. I say beautiful. That's my everything. Beautiful. Beautiful is like physical a bit. Wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. You can like, describe everything uh, as wonderful. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so with imposter <laughs> syndrome, you looked up the word, and just by acknowledging that that's happening, you can make changes if you wish. So that's what you happened. know. It brings the reality to the, uh, putting the label on. Something. That's exactly yeah. what bringing it to awareness. Yeah, awareness. So awareness. I always felt like a not artist, uh, and there's a swimming pool filled with artists, and I'm allowed to dip my foot in the pool, but I'm not allowed in because see Ash, you're not a real artist. Your parents are deaf. You never went to school, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, how do you beat something that you, that's a fear, you know, like that's like an issue in your yeah. head, right? Because it's not real. It's all in our Self heads. Self-limiting have... beliefs. Self-limiting exactly. beliefs. So I'm like, how do you, and it was the beginning of the pandemic is when I, when I heard about this. So I have free time. <laughs> my career is null and void. You know, my marriage got a little turbulence. Uh, uh, because of stress, pardon me. Oh, <laughs> oh was, gosh, yeah. It was rough, right? So I have time. And, I, and I'm like, what do I do? Just sit in the studio, make music until it feels real, right? Until you perceive it as real music instead of cartoon bullshit. So uh, I did that. I started meeting it head on, catching up, making up for lost time, like taking, t watching tutorials day and night, falling asleep. I had friends over. I have a weird kooky warehouse. That sounds like a dream. Mental. I that sounds it. like it's a awesome. dream. It's an awesome It's the place. Canadian dream. It is. So it's I not even the American dream. Be careful. <laughs> be careful what you wish for, everyone. Because uh, I dreamt this my whole life. 
I literally was like, one day I'm going to be a grown-up. I'm going to be in a warehouse with lots of loud music and speakers and a studio and a cinema. Literally have all this. Yeah, and, amazing. And, 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 and I built a cinema. It's like a retro one with red curtains and stuff. Yeah, so partied cool. in it. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. And uh, come back. We miss you. Yeah, I miss you too. Uh, but by the time I got it, by the time I manifested this crap, uh, I was uh, older. And then your priorities change, right? So now I'm like, I would kill for a window. There's no windows in there. And, you know, we all know we're starting to read about vitamin D in the sun and how essential it is to yeah. health and, and, you know, sleep and diseases. and da, da, da. So I'm like, yeah, just a little apartment with some windows and a little tiny dog would be so <laughs> nice right now. Not like your weird canine, vicious animal. Oh, she's no, so No, Nima wanted she me to say, like, don't show fear. As I walk in, I'm like, I never fear. And I walk in, I was like, tamed, tamed the beast instantly. Anyways, so I'm like battling my imposter syndrome. <laughs> Falling asleep on the keyboard in my kooky warehouse. My friends are always witnessing me do my weird shit because where are they going to be in during a pandemic? Go to Sea of Ashes weird warehouse and just <laughs> pretend there's life, you know? So they're all there and they're watching me learn and die. And I'm making songs the first few attempts because I was rusty, sucked. The bunch after started getting progressively like much better. And as of the last, uh, uh, I swear, so recent, like I'd say few months, I finally made some songs that I'm like, look at this, look at this hair. That's goosebumps. <laughs> goosebumps. Yeah, I made some songs that I'm like, these are good songs. I'm making, I make good music, you know? Yeah. And I was like, wow. And then I'm like, wait, Jack, you might be a good musician. Like what the hell? Like I've always been known as a DJ's DJ, like a really good DJ technical because I started in the 90s, 1993 as a hip hop DJ with vinyl. So I know technique and blah, blah, blah. And because my parents are deaf, I'm obviously really animated and I know crowd control and like, DJing, storytelling, wizardry in that sense. I know I'm good at that. I've, I know because of yeah. seen it do its thing for so many years and no, no don't first of all i want to pull that. a yeah. quentin tarantino right now and reverse the order i want to go back i want to go back i really really want to hear about your childhood and how you were raised by your parents okay okay uh yes we can do this <laughs> Oh, just a mini so You guys are hard-hitting, huh? It's me. Okay, okay, it's you. It's mainly you. She's chill. She's like my friend. We're having a good... And you're like CNN hot. Oh, it's Fox. Fox. It's mainstream, like, whatever, you know. Okay, my childhood. Uh, I opened my eyes. I remember everything from the second I came out. Me too. <laughs> it was hurt. And then, uh, no, really. It was the Dude. weirdest thing. Supposedly... I came out, no crying, just squinting and observing, and it freaked out the nurses. They didn't need to spank or anything. I just came out inquisitive. Yeah. I remember a lot. I remember stuff from like when I was like one, like really, really early. Yeah. And I think it's got to do a lot with the deaf. And, and so deaf parents, before I even developed vocal cords, I was able to communicate, let my mom know either pee pee or poo poo or water or food, basic before I could wow. even speak. So yeah. at like six months, you know, I'm like, my parents didn't have to do Wait, the guesswork. Well, even this, you know what I just thought? Like babies, when they're in the womb, they already know their mother's voice and their father's voice. Yeah. They but have you're a, not they hearing have a, sound No, from I'm the not womb. the deaf one. No. Oh, but right? do they? Okay. So you do okay. hear not their a voice. a lot of people have experiences. No, no. Um, uh, uh, they speak they're yeah. they speak and okay. actually in farsi they were very able to communicate like it's you hear a weird wacky like accent because they're deaf. Okay. They, they have to Thanks imagine for the words for my ignorance <laughs> no, that's fine, that's fine. nobody knows how could you know right it, it, it's um their it's their interpretation of speech always right they've never got a confirmation they don't know right yeah so it was like Especially imagine you're 30, you give up your life, mm -hmm. you move to a new country, you have to learn a new language without ever hearing it at 30. 
Holy smokes. And I remember being in Spain trying to teach my dad like perro, or, you know, and he was like, Pe-. and he's like reading my lips and he, and I'm like, no, and I give, get his fingers. I put him like perro. So he has to like emulate oh. the role of the ro. And then, and I was like, that's the one. Remember that one. And he goes, okay. Wow, so and he has to remember him. it. Yeah, of course I had yeah. to teach him how to learn yeah. a new language. I can't hear it. And there's no, there's no like abundance of teachers ready to, immigrants come in, refugees come, they're going to teach oh, you so Spanish. Oh, so you were, was refugee status yeah, too from the revolution. Yeah, we were going to make a movie about it. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Remember the whole story? Yeah. There was going to be a movie and it started and it got uh, abandoned. Okay. Because I'm not important or special. We'll write it for you. <laughs> so okay. with your parents, is do they, they use sign language, right? Yeah. So is it different in every, every language? language is Great question. Different. That's the number one question I get. Yeah. Some people are shocked. But it's like, if you really think about it, vocabulary is different, yeah. different languages, like, you know, the way. Yeah. So I could, I know sign language in four, four or five languages. Oh my gosh. So we had to learn the sign languages of each language. And what we do at home, we make this like homemade concoction. We pick the best of each sign language, cool. the best one. So we have this homemade sign language that's, I think, far more efficient than any other language because we're quick. Yeah. It's like, but I don't huh. sign to my parents. We just kind of like talk. They can read my lips easily. And with deaf people, I want everybody to know, this is how you communicate with a deaf person. If you ever bump into an awkward situation, this is how you fix it. Um, deaf people know you don't know sign language. And deaf people know that like, you know, people are doing their best to try to communicate with them. So all you got to do is just speak a little slower and like use your hands a little more, more. You don't have to know the sign language is more. This is more, yeah. but they get it. So if you go more, they get it. They see you do more slow. So you just speak slower, like bigger mouth and use your hands a lot and like try, like, uh, how about house? Sign, yeah. What's ha- sign language for house? I would just do Done. This. You? Same? Like house. House. Done. House. house, house. They get it, yeah. right? They're, you know, they're not did, retards. Yeah, two they're like years. Really, really... I really got fascinated. So I did two years in college of sign language. We, I don't know why I was really drawn to it. But I think it's because you have to do language. And to me, it was like the easiest language I could learn. Sign for language me. is dope. Because yeah, I'm like, great. oh, I, it just speaks to the heart it's to like great. do it's the great. signs. Like yeah. my brother, we were little. My parents were like very trusting because I was like, a, I had to grow up fast, right? So they gave us like few pesetas in Spain and they were like, go for the day, take your little brother. I'm like literally like seven, right? Okay. My brother's like five and a half, right? And they're like, go out, streets of Madrid, there was ETA, the terrorist group, there was like the punks, heroin addicts. My parents just trusted this little boy to take his brother in the metro system, come home at night, totally trusted Okay, me. so you guys were from Iran to Spain oh, yeah, as refugees. Oh yeah, skipping so much, eh? Yeah, no, so, it's okay. It's yeah, we, we, yeah. We, we were born in Tehran during the revolution. So the Shah was exiled. Yeah. And, and the Khomeini Islamic rule came in mm-hmm. by choice of the students, which is happening right now. There's like a new student yeah. revolution and they're going to whatever. Uh, so they took this like sort of like greasy King Shah. Uh, I don't know. People know the history, right? And, they, bit, and yeah. they brought they brought an Islamic rule, which they immediately, I think, regretted a lot of them. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, change, change the country for good. And then, boom, Iraq is bombing us. Right. That's when I was born. I was born to bombings. Right. So my parents even imagine how hard it is to create a good life hearing, picking up business calls. Now, my parents. Right. They've created a great life. My dad was my dad's a genius, like like a savant genius, absolute savant genius. He he, he was a, a professor of architecture. Uh, he was wow. uh, a weapons engineer for Ira- Iranian military for the Shah. He was making like prototype missiles and sh- my dad's wow. a maniac. He's an award-winning magician. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, like uh, he's also like uh, a judo practitioner, a karate practitioner, gold medalist, like legit, like Olympic. Like my Wait, dad, gold va- medalist, va- va- silver. I don't want. I don't want to bullshit. For what? Silver. For like, what? Gold is cooler, right? For uh, what? Uh, volleyball, he got silver. Judo, he got he multi-sport. Like he could, wow. you, he sewed the the costumes for the yeah, Iranian ballet, the official Iranian ballet. So he would create these uh, exotic 
My dad's a maniac. He caught, he's taught in North, in, in Vancouver. There's like a lot, a strip that has a lot of salons. He taught the owners how to cut hair and like he can, there's nothing. He builds robots. He fixes cars. He, he's wow. crazy. Like he can even put a bone back in somebody in karate. He <laughs> literally grabs his arm. He's like, I want to put your bone back. Like he's crazy. And he whisper. he's an animal whisperer. He literally communicates with animals. Well, yeah, I've I seen can, this. Yeah. It's nuts what this guy does, right? So uh, he built a wonderful life for himself without ever being able to use his hearing. Yeah. And he gave it all up because he didn't want his two kids under Islamic rule. And he wanted us to have a future. And like, literally, I am in LA. I am your friend. Yeah. You know, I'm here being interviewed. So like, I'm somebody fancy. Otherwise, it'd be some bearded taxi driver in Iran right now. That's honestly. how I feel. And I would be a girl version. So I'd be sitting in the back of the bus with my hair covered. It's like the my dad saved. He, yeah. what, he, what he tried to do, he gave up. He literally had a building in Iran that he placed his wife's family. Like my mom's brother and his family, immediate family, kids and wife lived under us. My mom's uh, mom, uh, mom and dad, like my grandparents, were on the bottom floor cooking food all day. And we were on the top floor, me, my brother, my mom and dad. My dad bought this building technically to house his wife's uh, you know, uh, family, the greatest father money can buy. Right. And, and he gave it all up, liquidated everything, literally sold his medals, you know, d designed these like uh, suitcases with secret compartments in the handle. So my mom could at least bring some of her jewelry in there. Wow. He wrapped some cash on him. We booked it out of there and we went to uh, uh, Turkey, kind of navigated through there. And then from Turkey, we uh, landed in Spain. He used this sports visa. He was going to, he was going for a sports uh, conference, fake. And we landed in Spain as uh, refugees. And we're just like, we're not going back. And we were in Spain for four years. We tried to get a visa to live here in, in, in L.A. Yeah. They declined us after four years. We settled for Vancouver. And we've been there for 30 years. Wow. And How so, did you become a DJ yeah. then? By accident. I never wow. wanted to be a DJ. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, so the DJing thing, very interesting. That's actually a really cool story too. Okay, so I was a little weird kid. I didn't have friends. People thought I was weird. I was weird. I was weird. Because uh, I had to, like, grow up fast, you know. And I, and I had issues with authority, like teachers, cops. Because I always felt like a little adult. I'm, like, at the embassy in Spain interpreting for deaf parents. Yeah. You know, I'm, like, yeah. at the hospital. Sleep. Because yeah. I have to translate for mom because she's sick, right? So as a five, six, seven-year-old, you know. Yeah. So... Uh, once I got to Vancouver and it's this like plush, candy-coated country, right? And you got teachers talking down to me. I had an issue with that, right? Yeah. So I was weird. I was super weird. And I was violent and just fucked up. I, We've been through a lot by that point. It was, a rough, it was a rough little beginning, right? And then we moved into like in, in, like in North Vancouver at the time, there was like an Indian, like Na Native Indian gang, BBC Bad Boys Club, and there was this Persian gang, Persian Pride, and blah, blah, blah. It was like... Back in the day when like hip hop was like the gang life, Crips, Bloods, remember that shit, Tupac, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know? So it was like, that was the thing. And I was like, he really into hip hop culture and blah, blah, blah. So I was like a weird little kid. And uh, I spent a lot of time by myself. And uh, I, uh, I did not like how cassette tapes, cassette tapes, remember those? Yeah. Oh, how yeah. Cassette tapes, press play, song, great song, and then. Like a five, six second awkward silence and the music, music, music. So look, I have YouTube, no YouTube, no, no internets. Yeah. Google didn't exist, you yeah. know? And this is like 1992, 93. Internet was brand new, right? Yeah. And uh, I didn't know what this stuff was. I just kind of like lived in my own planet. And um, I hated that music stopping, right? So I was like, I can, I think I can fix this. So I would go to the record stores because I heard that when you buy the vinyl, it comes out before it gets a music video made or before it's on the radio. So I wanted it first. So I would like buy some hip hop records and then I would record on VHS, uh, like, like say hello to my little friend or like Jeff, do, 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 like anything trippy, I would record on VHS and I would play the record. On, a, on like a nice 120 minute, man, you could record for a long yeah. time on tapes, like 60 minutes each side. Uh, I would play the record 
And then before the record ran out, I would play the whatever uh, trippy speech or theme song from Jurassic Park or Terminator, whatever it was, Terminator 1 or 2 or whatever it was. And, and, and then before that ended, quickly put the next record. So I have these tapes that the music never ended, nonstop music never yeah. ending. And I learned that you could buy these things called mixers, that you could mix audio in, into each other, right? And, and that's, I'm 13. Yeah, right? and I have no friends. Right? I have no example. It's just so it's so crazy to me that of all the things, because you have very talented parents, it sounds like, right. and there's the so many thing, talents you, you could be handed down. The one thing they couldn't have helped me with is like the one thing, thing you I just wanted. Flourish. Yeah, because my dad's like a photographer, award-winning. He worked in film. How do they feel about your music career? My dad worked in a film. I didn't even mention that he worked on Channel Three. He was the art director for China. He made the Muppets. So he had like a creative studio in our house and one of the floors of this house in Iran. And it was like a kid's wonderland, robots, hats, Muppets, oh things. And it was very, very trippy. Gosh, I'll so tell you a really cool story. He had a little devil, a little plastic little toy devil with horns, chubby, with little red fuzzy real hair. Really unique, like toys to make in the 70s, one of a kind kind of looking thing. And I always liked that little devil. Out of all the things, I kept wanting that little devil. And I was like, can I have it? Can I have it? My dad's like, no, 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 you're too little to have this. Now get this. We liquidated everything, right? Everything. My dad got rid of Olympic medals, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. One day when I like moved out at 17 in, in, in Vancouver, my dad's like, here, he brought the devil. Oh, He's like, you wanted this? I said, you could have it when you were older. I'm weird. Anyway, so yeah, there I am mixing songs together, putting them on a tape. And then me and my brothers, both Saeed and Siavash. So I started a fake record label, S Brothers Cartel Records. And I designed, I learned design software so I could make my own covers. I learned DJing, proper DJing, just by trial and error. No, no tutorial existed. So I made these tapes, S Brothers Cartel uh, Records. They were called Real Hip Hop, but my English was bad, so I misspelled R-E-A-L to R-E-E-L. Nice. Real hip by accident, but people thought it was on purpose Genius. and super cool. That's actually Real awesome. hip hop, yeah. right? It was an accident, fobbed out, yeah. like FOB move, and people were like, oh, this is so real and dope. And, uh, and I started selling them at school for uh, like eight bucks. Yeah. Uh, I think the tapes cost me like That's a lot for back Seven? Then. Yeah. Oh. Tapes were expensive. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what kind of... Um, equipment are you using now oh the world has changed so before music mixing like vinyl you have to use your ear and only your ear so to mix two songs together mm -hmm. you literally have to beat match with your ear and then you have to hear the other one at the same time and match the beats the speed and blah 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 and go in with the mix uh, now we got such insane gear you literally could be deaf and blind and 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 like have you ever met a deaf and blind person no, no. I've met many because oh. in Spain there's an association. Spanish okay. culture is unbelievable. They're very cultural people and they believe in celebration. So Fridays they would like all there was an association where they all got together, all deaf community in a building, like a big conference area, and they had games, fun stuff, theater, blah blah blah. There's like, they got together, they drank, they partied, and I would always go with my parents, right? And in the association, it was all deaf people, but there was also deaf and blind. Oh, wow. If you wanted, if it's hard to imagine like what it's like to be deaf, imagine deaf and blind. Yeah. Holy cow. And it's, they, they brought, they, they, somebody's walking her to me. My parents like, she's deaf and blind. And I was like, oh. And so how do I talk? It's like, her hand. Literally. Hi. Oh, my wow. name yeah. is. Wow. And she has to feel it on her hand. That's how she communicates. That's it. That's all she's got. Wow. They're literally spelling it on her hand. What's your name? What's your name? And then she really wanted to feel my face. Yeah. And then she like... was like, you're beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's so incredible. And she was happy seeming. Yeah. Seeming. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how. Holy smokes. Yeah. You know, because if you have to like choose deaf or blind, you know, we've been asked this, right? Yeah. What about both? Yeah. Holy smokes. All you can do is feel. Yeah. It's insane. And you have never seen light, color, sound. Could you? I can't even fathom. No. Like you can't. So you could, just you could imagine this all day. Taste, feel. But I believe that. I mean, I don't know, but 
the brain has to work in a different way. Of course, they're so their own it's planet. just it's because I mean, if you like had something happen, like if you lost your arm, your other arm would compensate. compensate so your yeah. brain has. Got what do they to call be it? Ghost that. something? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like ghost, a ghost limb. Yeah, ghost limb. That's what it was. Right. So um, right now, what's your family like now? I hear you're married. Tell me about that. Okay. Bye. Let's just say Reese is not normal. She works different. Works differently. Her brain works differently. Works, her brain triggers and works differently. And I think this is why I married her. So How'd you meet? Uh, she came to one of my after hours, like my actual after legal after hours that I was running. She was the tallest, most beautiful uh, 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 person there. And I was practicing this thing at the time. It makes me sound a little douchey, but shakos. I don't know what that means. What but is that? You, you, you have the option to edit this out the way, if you want. Shakos. No, this is staying in. No, yeah. really? Okay. But essentially, I don't know it, what that means. Put it I know softly is don't be insecure and aim for the most pretty girl in the room. Okay. Right, because it was right. yeah, yeah. yeah, confident. We're like, oh, well, you, you can't get that. That's out of my reach, right? But I'm like, stop that, Siavash. Shockos. Okay. I said that about it? my yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew, did it the same way. That's a fancy <laughs> term. It's kind of rude. Right? I've never heard Should that I term. Try, you know what shaw? Yeah, yeah. And you know cos? Yeah, that's like vagina, but in a, <laughs> in a, in a ruder, in a ruder rude craft. King like, vagina. Puns. No, it's not. Okay. This is, it is cunt, isn't it? It kind of is. It's like that p level of. The P one, maybe. Yeah. Puss. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> King puss. It sounds really rude. I came up with the word in my head. I wasn't going to share this. I was within the shaw cos game and I was like, wow, that's still. That's the uh, uh, SK. We'll call it SK. Yeah. <laughs> and she was the most beautiful girl in the room. She stood above every. She's tall, beautiful, beautiful. She was dancing like this. She was so pretty. And I thought, oh, that's the one. So I went and like, I, 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 I'm not usually shy or nervous. I've had practice in front of people. Yeah. But oh, she made me nervous. And I, 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 hey, hey, nice to meet you. And she, she, the, I think the, my hook for her, she instantly loved me was one day she was leaving and i missed the mark she was leaving with her friend at the time down these big flight of stairs and i was like hey and she looked up she's like yeah a wonderful day wonderful and that was before i was using it religiously uh and she loved it she thought it was so cute at a cd after hours this guy's like have a wonderful day like from far she's like <laughs> okay i will and she left so i think after that i got her but i didn't know that and it took some time. She kept coming and trying to be asked out, she told me, but I wouldn't. And it was like my last chance at one point. We were months later at a boat party, and I just finished playing the boat party, extra boost of confidence. And as we went to the after party at the after hours from the boat, right? And she was lur lur lurking around, waiting for me to do pull the trigger, and I wouldn't. I was like still scared. And she got into a cab, and she's like, I'm done. I'm not going to wait for this guy anymore. <laughs> and then I was like, hey, hey. And she's like, what? And I was like, if I asked you out for dinner, would you, would you say yes? Would you come for food with me? She's like, ah, like really sweet yes answer. And then anyway, we started dating. And uh, uh, next thing you know, we're eight years together. Oh. And, and I'm on tour. And you sounded like you didn't believe in marriage or something. I don't, the way you I, said. I don't believe in <laughs> weddings. I don't believe in marriage. Yeah. I, so this is like a lot. I still don't. Like you really I still feel don't. like you, uh, yeah. I still don't. <laughs> I, I don't want the government or the police or the priest. Mind your own business. This is my private life. I don't want to write a paper to you because you told me that's the way it's supposed to be. I literally want to wake up every morning, see my wife next to me, and know that she's there because I'm doing a good job and she wants to be there. And not because like, oh my God, it's going to be so hard to find a divorce lawyer. And like, oh my God, all these papers. And like, maybe we'll try another month. Yeah. No, I want her to kick me to the side of the you know highway if if I'm not being a good husband. You know, and, yeah. and, I, and now I know every day she's at home right now. She wants to be there. Yeah. She truly wants to be there because she can leave. Yeah. Nobody's gonna tear up papers. Yeah. Right. So it's I think a good at feeling. some point though, if you know that you still do live in a land that abides by laws. Okay. And I at don't. some point, I'm, I'm not law-abiding. I think for women, yeah. it's a security. What security? Because, because it's like, at any point, I think it's just the way we're wired and built. At any point, yeah. a man can just get up and leave. 
Okay. And like, what if what if she's holding all my us, money? Like we carry my shoebox. What if she's oh. my shoebox is at her okay, house? Okay, no, then so and you don't believe in the banks, then you're good. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, okay. I'm an outlaw. You don't because <laughs> I'm saying what, whose name is on the title of where she lives? If once you're at old age and all of a sudden, God forbid, something happens, and then she doesn't have a home. She has all my money. Okay, well then that's different. Literally, you don't like in she's games. like literally okay. got it my box. Like, and probably your shoes. <laughs> your shoes, and they're yeah. expensive shoes. Right. We're the same. Shoes. She's big girls. We're the same size shoes. <laughs> that's awesome. That's convenient. That's very cool, actually. That's what helped me a bunch of times. So but what's yeah. going on with you now? Like, what are you doing now? The what pandemic ended on? my life, literally, and now it's looking like they're letting me go for a bit. No, it ended the old life, but it sounds like you had a rebirth. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. That's so damn true. Wait, you want to tell you how we got married? Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> but Quentin Tarantino, I guess. <laughs> Rewind. Uh, okay, it's so cute. I want to share this one. This Please. one I'm fine with. Yeah. Uh, so, for uh, God doesn't believe in weddings and marriage is this true love uh, it's really cool <laughs> so i'm on a three-month world tour but she did not know something i had a plan i'm gonna surprise marry my wife my my lady right so i got this ring on me right and i have to be careful not to lose it on this world tour imagine losing it somewhere in mexico ouch so the plan was the last two weeks of the tour i'd buy her a flight to frankfurt germany and she could come and rave with me for the last two weeks so that was not the plan. We're not staying in Frankfurt. I found a route from Frankfurt to Cologne that has the most castles on a road imaginable. Like there's like 30 castles en route. And I wanted to stop and check out each castle. She doesn't know she's going to get married tomorrow. Okay. So, uh, and here's the plan. The plan was, uh, there's a bridge called the, uh, the Lovelock Bridge. In, in Cologne. It's famous. It, I feel like it's been There's a one in France and oh, there's yeah, one yeah. in Cologne. Yeah. And it's like a big bridge with like a billion locks. And next to it is this epic, like billion year old cathedral, black and creepy and amazing. So we plan to get married on the Lovelock Bridge, right? And, and I went earlier to scout the area. I marked the exact center point of the bridge so we can come back and revisit our lock. I, and, um, the bridges closed to the public that exact day because of a fucking marathon. I'm like, I know you, Paul. Where's the good part? Yeah. I know Paul. Paul's a beast. He's like, oh, yeah. Here's the good part. I spoke to the city and security. We said we're doing some marrying things there today. <laughs> and, and, and that, and that uh, they're going to let you have the bridge to yourself. This public bridge, tourist attraction, thousands of people. I thought I was going to make this spectacle, like big scene, so people could move just enough for one little photo with a billion people. Yeah, around. just put yeah. a detour sign for the marathon. They oh, just go I around. I wish I had a detour it's sign an on extra tour. Quarter mile. <laughs> Doesn't cares? fit my uh, carry-on. The detour <laughs> sign. Yeah. So the last runner runs through. They would hold the bridge to public and let us have it to ourselves. Like it was supposed to be a disaster. Like it was and just it was meant, like to be meant to be. Like there's no more serendipitous than yeah. that shit, right? Yeah. Whatever. So we had our lunch. Reese has no clue. Then she even asked why we're the only people on the That's bridge. That's what I was just going to say. She's oblivious. Yeah. I was like, baby, thanks for coming. I'm having a great day. And she goes, thanks for bringing me and flying me here. And I'm oh my God, thank you. I'm like, no problem, baby. Thank you. Baby, I love you. She's like, I love you too. I'm like, marry me, baby. And she goes, yeah, but when? And I take one step back. I'm like, when? She's like, what? I'm like, when? And I get on one knee. She's like, oh. And she's like, she's like speechless. So she's like, you're joking. You're joking. She kept saying, you're joking, right? I'm like, am I joking? Am I joking? And she's like, like pull out this thing. And she thought it was a ring. It's not a ring. It's a lock. And she's like, but this isn't a ring. Right? And I'm like, and she's like, wait. And there's like a ring on the lock, right? She's like, oh. wait, wait, this is a ring. She's like, was I joking? Would I do that to you? And, and then she's like, I'm like, you open that lock up, put the ring on, put the lock on the bridge, and we're married. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, we don't believe in weddings, do we? She's like, oh! And of course she said yes. And, and lock on the bridge, ring on. I gave her the key and a necklace. So Aww. if she ever wants a divorce, she can buy herself a fucking flight there and <laughs> unlock it and throw it in the in the, in the awesome. ocean. 
because I'm not flying right now. Okay, Done. so what are you doing now? Like, what are, are you on I'm tour? rebuilding. I'm rebuilding. So it seems like I'm slowly conquering imposter syndrome. Yeah, good job. Slow clap, guys, slow clap. I think maybe I am a good musician now, maybe. We're working on it. It's a never-ending. Yeah. It's like an infinite pool, and, like, you never stop learning with music because it's like it's an it's literally it's infinite. A yeah, it's not like you finish your textbook. Right? Yeah. It's forever. So I'm getting much more confident. And actually, one thing that really helped me so much. This is really cool, actually. Uh, when I was a little boy, I was buying records, right? And and uh, when I got more into electronic music, late '90s, right? I I started really getting into electronic, and I started like kind of ditching like hip hop culture because it was too violent and whatever. Uh, well, it depends. Real hip hop was never violent. It's all about like community breakdancing, the elements, you know, graffiti, uh, you know, uh, rapping, MCing, DJing, blah blah blah. And um, when I when I started getting really into electronic music, there was this uh, duo named Pig and Dan. Okay, and and I adored them. They made they made techno music, but not so dry, like not so thumpy and aggressive and metallic and robotic and blah blah blah. They made techno music with like some like melodic soul to it, magical pads and elements that were like just like great techno. And they were like my blind buy. There was some like Virgin Megastore. You they sold records at the bottom floor, but you couldn't test them. Like at like a you could at the record store, you could like actually listen to them and then buy them. These ones they have they come sealed. You need to know the songs magically because the internet was not accessible like that much. And, and so with anytime I saw Pig and Dan, I would just buy it. I knew it would be good. And yeah. I Im imagine them as two super like good looking blonde German guys because I had no info. Yeah, they're not. That's not what they look like. It's okay, guys. You still look great, Dan and Igor. Uh, uh, and one guy's from Mallorca, Spain. God, if I only knew he was so close. And, and the other guy's uh, British, uh, England. Um, they are absolute techno gods to me. To me, they're like, if you ask me, top three of all time. And yeah. they're like the greatest. Okay? And I'm like, one day, maybe I'll get to see one of their shows. That's all I wanted as a little boy. Fast forward, oh, you know what I used to do? I used to draw like my future, like what I would envision on the record inside. The, there's a white insert that protects the record. Okay. And I recently found one that I did like 23 years ago. Yeah. And I pulled it on that, like all these colored drawings of like a tree with apples falling off of it. And then like one day play in the best club in your city. Yeah. That would be like sad for me now. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, I have the best club in my city, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, 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 and one of them, I think, I wrote down, like, uh, uh, meet Pig and Dan. Yeah. Right? Well, fuck that. We're way past that now. Like, not only did I book Pig and Dan at first to play for uh, shows of ours, me and Igor became so close so fast because he did something so cool that most DJs don't do, which is DJs, they're like hoarders of their songs like my precious right yeah. and insane it's like so so i don't believe in that yeah, you I've, share it. I, I've literally done the the unthinkable which is one of my students i was like hey you can teach technique you can't teach taste right so my usb had like five thousand songs in it and it's like your you it's yeah, your soul on a stick right and i saw this kid he was ambitious uh, and and he was driven and he had all the right attitude and he was really sweet to me and blah 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 and he was one of my students and blah blah, blah. so i said here i gave him my career yeah. on a stick yeah. and i said use it wisely you know and 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 go nuts the things didn't really work out with the kid we won't go any further into that <laughs> okay uh, but igor when i first uh uh bumped into him he was on stage at a club and he goes Hey, bro. And I was like, hey, Igor. And this guy is like, he's not an ass kissy. He's real as fuck. Like, and this is why, like, Reese, like, you know, I like people who are not yeah. in this business so much circle jerk, so much fake. Schmooze, yeah. schmooze, No, he's like, hey, bro, you bring your uh, USB with you? Because I was telling, I was kissing his ass. I was like, yeah. dude, you have no idea how much. And he's like, do you bring your USB with you? He's like, yeah. While he's DJing in front of a big crowd, he pulls out his laptop. He's like, give it to me. He pulls, plugs it in. He starts like, you have this one? I'm like, no. He goes, you have this one? I'm like, no. He goes, this one's oh, never going to awesome. be released. This one we just made. I'm like, what is this guy doing right now? He literally 
filled me up in my USB with shit that to this day has never been released. So, Igor, you literally helped me get here, bro. And you know that because I fucking lived with you now. And uh, and, uh, he actually helped my... Because now I've got like an arsenal of shit that no one's ever going to hear. Right? It really helped me. Like they called me the techno king of Canada. I mean, of Vancouver for a while. Uh, and I think that was why, because I was playing techno, nobody's ever heard. Yeah. And um, next thing you know, we're doing a back-to-back DJ set, and that was a big moment for me when me yeah. and uh, Piggy are doing a back-to-back. And then one day, just very recently, we've been talking about it for a while. And this is just like months ago, like two months ago, right? He came over for a show in Vancouver. He stayed with me for ten days. He's like, "Let's make some music together." And I'm still dealing with imposter syndrome slightly yeah. right so i got this god of techno next to me right and i'm 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 like shaking i'm like I'm in, I'm, i suck i never went to school right and he's like oh let's go, let's go. He's, he's a beast like his name is piggy he should be like super piggy whatever he, he he's working on building we're like we're getting in there and then he passes the helm to me and i'm i'm on the i'm on the cockpit and i'm so nervous i'm like he's gonna he's gonna think i suck and immediately, first things, I, and by the way, you don't know this, Igor. I'll never forget these words you just said recently. He t- turns to me and he goes, oh, you really know your shit. I got like goosebumps in my anus. I don't know if that's possible. Uh, but, but, oh my God, head to tell goosebumps. Like, Pig and Dan just said, I know my shit. Oh, I was able to breathe on the, on, on, the, on the software and on the machine. For the first time, I was relaxed. Awesome. And I was like, I might kind of know more than I think. And when he left, after 10 days, I started working on my own shit, nonstop, my own songs, this and this and this. Then I had him come back right away because I wanted another session. We finished three songs in like five days, the first one. Wow. So we made a full EP. And then he came back. We did another five songs in, in like five days. And so far, is any of it out yet? No, we're like, we're like tre- uh, precious. Cool. Yeah, so, so we're, we're going to either release it on my record label that's doing really good or, or we're going to shop it to like super they just got released on one of the biggest labels on earth if not probably the best and biggest best li- they've already been released on every big label imaginable every dream label but recently they got released on crosstown rebels damien lazarus's they just came out just like yeah. last week it's charting already and that's like my dream label it's one of my like ones yeah. i wrote down and uh, we're trying to see maybe crosstown rebels for Whoa. the follow-up with me so now we have a project pig and dan and sea of ash project and we made a we have a bunch of unreal songs, and we're re- very excited to get those out. I am like a DJ's DJ. I've had issues releasing stuff, so I have like one and a half songs out there public. I have like a hundred songs I made that I would never release, and I play my sets and stuff. It's very. I that was my theory. You're not supposed to sell music. You're supposed to share it. But now it's okay. Let's sell some songs. Yeah. And and uh, yeah. So we we're looking forward. I'm dying. I'm just sitting on these golden nugs we're excited i heard oh, some of it in the car and it was so awesome. dope so dope yeah. and i got weirdly creative i'm like an infinite like that bucket of ideas and i and i sing and speak in them and i and i channel weird things i don't know how i do this but i'm like a never-ending idea so i've like sang in some and like and spoken and my own i'm singing in them and i after recording i realized that i'm on key i'm in tune like uh, timing is right i don't know how never yeah. took anything official but i can hit them high notes like a yeah yeah that's awesome ah, ah. so that's really cool and since i lost my touring career and all the gigs it was really weird. Didn't know if I was ever coming back, but here I am. Here you are. At uh, the beginning of a world. The first act- lightning in a bottle. Um, and since the pandemic. Post pandemic. We just yeah. finished playing that, and and now I'm going to Hawaii tomorrow, yeah. 6 a.m. To, tonight. Yeah. And then after Hawaii, I'm going to Utah for a festival. After Utah, I go to Mexico for like three weeks, uh, uh, two weeks, uh, playing at Bar Americas, Latin America's number one. I was telling you about that number one club in, in Latin America. And then after that, I'm going to Montreal, one show in Canada for my birthday, Canada Day. Cool. Happens. Awesome. I provide Canada with fireworks on my birthday. You, I got you, Canada. Don't worry. It's on me. And then after that, I'm going from Montreal to Ibiza, two shows, uh, Amsterdam, uh, Berlin, Barcelona, uh, Istanbul. Uh, and uh, two shows in Egypt. I've never been in Egypt. So this That's one awesome. is actually a world world tour, it seems. Yeah. Uh, like a no-joke world tour. That's so, awesome. And then I come home beat uh, to Reese. Aw. 
Well, thank you for taking the time to. Talk I love to you. Us. I love you. I really do love you. I'm starting with oh, last night. I love, I love, love Dorsa. Thank you. Are you performing like tonight? No, I'm okay. going to my friend's show. I guess this isn't live, but it won't. I'm going to my friend Patrick's show. He's a, he's got a company called Subculture. He's got Atish playing. Uh, one of my homies from Vancouver playing. Blah blah blah. It's it's going to be cool. It's my like little send off of LA, and I'm not playing, and I have to kind of leave at an okay time because yeah. six a.m. I have to be at LAX. Yeah. yeah, I might ask Anna if she's down to stay later. Who's Anna? So I could come. My nanny. Oh, nanny, nanny. Yeah. I didn't really ask her. Do it. We're running out yeah. of time, oh, You though. guys are running out of time. Yeah. And thank ask. you to next. Tra- Trader Joe's <laughs> or, or Spin Drift. Thank you so, so much. They're the best. This has been the best interview ever. <laughs> so it's, they're worth every penny, guys. Don't be cheap, weirdos. Like, look, this stuff <laughs> All right, is, let's say it. The No Book Book Club. Say the, it. The No the, Book Book Club. The, what book, book, book do you need when you're at the No Book, no book Book Club? That's it. Woo! Thanks. Woo! <laughs>